Welcome to the Young Christian Business Guy video podcast powered by CBMC, the show for young Christian business guys about young Christian business guys. We talk sports, we talk business, but most importantly, we talk about Jesus. Today is October 29th, 2020. I am John Harrison, your host. As a community, we are unapologetically Christian, unapologetically business guys, and unapologetically open and vulnerable about our lives, the challenges that we face, and the faith and the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. We believe in spiritual mentorship, aka discipleship, learning what it means to follow Jesus and what it looks like to follow Jesus from another man, and we believe in the power of peer groups, surrounding yourself with others who are growing in their faith and can help you grow into the man that God designed you to be. Today, October 29th, 2020, I'm bringing in a guy who I, I recently met, uh, became fast friends with. We share some mutual uh, hobbies, but most importantly, I'm excited because he is an expert in one thing that most of us love in life, and that is Chick-fil-A chicken. So I'm excited to welcome to the Young Christian Business Guy video podcast, Mr. Jake Notech. Jake, welcome, man. Happy to have you. What's going on, John? Good to be here. <laughs> and so you're coming to us live today. For those on the video, uh, you can see, but he's coming live from the Chick-fil-A Play Place. Yeah, it makes for a great office during COVID season. <laughs> How many times have you been down the slide? Um, not enough, you know. I'm, <laughs> I'm not thinking right. That's probably what I need to do is take a quick trip down the slide. Yeah, that's great, man. Well, thanks for jumping on. So tell the viewers about yourself. Fill us in. Yeah, so... From River Falls, Wisconsin. Uh, loved being a Wildcat. Um, played football, basketball, and golf. Um, yeah, great family. Still lives in River Falls and went to school at the University of Northwestern in St. Paul. Um, was really, really fortunate to meet a lot of awesome, awesome dudes that loved the Lord and wanted to run after Jesus together. And so that was by far the highlight of my college experience. Uh, knew I wanted to do business, but didn't feel like corporate America was really what I was excited about. Um, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, so I heard about this organization called College Pro. Uh, it's like a jumpstart for entrepreneurs um, to learn how to run a business. And so I got to hire my friends, paint a lot of houses um, in the last couple summers of college and just fell in love with entrepreneurship, getting to employ people, getting to control the guest experience from start to finish um, and just create a, a work environment that people really enjoy. Um, then I met my wife, Jenna. Uh, she's not my high school sweetheart, but she's my hometown honey. Um, we <laughs> share the same hometown, but just started uh, talking like three, four years ago, well, four years ago now. And uh, Soon as we started talking, I actually uh, went to Thailand. <laughs> I said, "Nice to meet you. Let's start dating," and then went to the other half of the world. And so, <laughs> she still holds that against me. Um, but really enjoyed my time overseas, um, and then came back, got married, moved to Madison to pursue Chick Fil A, and now we're uh, we're at Chick Fil A in Roseville here, uh, pursuing the dream of becoming an operator. And so that's where we're at now. Mm. 
Thailand. We're going to touch on Thailand in a minute, but I'm going to put that over here. So you were with College Pro and you got some entrepreneurial experience early on in your career. What were a a few key takeaways for you early on that you really learned through on the job experience of leading a business? Yeah, (laughs) I remember, you know, I'd never painted a house before and here I was trying to paint houses and um, I was a couple weeks into the business, just way in over my head. And a guy named Jack Eikoff was like my mentor in the business. And he stopped by my job site just to see how I was doing and <laughs> took him about an hour and he like flipped me right back up on my feet again. And just, you know, this is what you need to be doing. And you need to yeah be working on the business, not in the business. Just a couple of really key, um, things to just help me, um, kind of get my head back on straight and so I just think the value in having people who have gone before you and who've done it already um, with a lot of success because he along with my GM was able to just expedite my uh, my growth and my learning you know exponentially and couldn't have had any success um, without them mm. yeah that the power of someone coming in and and telling you here's how you actually do that. Yeah. And, and, yeah. So what, what were some of the, I mean, as you look back on your experience and as you're in business now, what are some like key things you focus on? I mean, what are just some intangibles that you would say as an entrepreneur, you have to focus on? Yeah. Yeah. So my mom always said, if you take great care of your people, they'll take great care of your customers and then, you know, the business will flourish. And so it's simple, but I think that is really what I, um, yeah, hang my hat on because if you can create a culture where people feel like a family and they feel like their boss cares about them and that they're being, you know, challenged and developed and they're cared for, like they're going to stick around and they're going to grow. And and so I think just the value in um, getting to know them, I, I like to use different assessments to just really understand them more so than just like what are you know their hobbies what are they into but like how do they think um what are they motivated by so that i can just lead them as best as i can and and hopefully uh watch them just continue to grow Mm. within the the team that i'm leading man praise the lord it sounds like we had a similar experience where we had wise mothers still have wise mothers in our lives that's so valuable so uh, if you take if you take care of your people, they will take care of your customers. So, switching gears a little bit, tell me about Thailand. I love Thailand. If I wasn't living in America, I would live in Chiang Mai, Thailand. It is incredible. The people are super warm, super nice. Um, you can get a fresh fruit smoothie for thirty five baht, which is the equivalent to one U.S. dollar. And you can Uber it anywhere in the city. It's the digital nomad capital of the world. Just countless guys are running businesses from coffee shops in Thailand because there's, yeah, just super low cost of living and it's 70 degrees like every day. And so, yeah, definitely a, a great place to spend some time. What brought you there? So I was passionate about um, the idea of starting a business overseas and this idea of business's mission. Um, are you familiar with YWAM? I have heard of YWAM, but why don't you explain it for us? Yeah, so it's uh, Youth with a Mission. Um, they do a specific discipleship training school focused on business people who want to bring um, Christ into the marketplace. 
and specifically as a as a platform for unreached countries um, where missionaries maybe aren't as welcomed. <laughs> you can um, use business to you know create jobs as a more like sustainable poverty alleviation, um, but also an opportunity to to bring the gospel into different parts of the world. So that's what I that's what I went to learn about and thought that I was I was going to do. Mm. Man, that's that's really cool. As you were learning through that, what were a few things that you learned in your time there? Uh, well, for one that it's really hard. <laughs> I um I think just the the legality um hurdles, um you know, I just didn't realize like there's a lot of a lot of hoops uh to jump through and and not that it can't be done but just honestly john i the more people i talked to there was just a really hard um balance between running a, a good profitable business and then having the missional component of you know bringing that spiritual focus as well that it was just really hard to do both i'd see guys either doing one well and not the other um and so i was honestly just like man <laughs> i don't know i don't know how doable this is mm -hmm. they made it look really hard maybe i just didn't think i was i was cut out for it but i'm sure along the way you learned some skills had some experiences that have propelled you and equipped you and armed you to be exactly where you are today so you returned from thailand Walk us through a little bit of what your Chick-fil-A journey has looked like. Yeah. So I was at a business mission conference in Dallas, Texas. This guy approached me about this Chick-fil-A owner-operator opportunity. And I had, you know, heard about Chick-fil-A. My my sister is a huge fan. And I never thought that I'd be wanting to be in that industry. Um, but the more that I learned, the more that I talked to people, the more that I realized it checked every box for me as you know, a business that would allow you to have time and, and money freedom, but also still make a, a significant impact in the lives of your team and your community. Um, and really all the operators that I talk to are all just these amazing godly dudes. And I, I want to be around people that I want to become like. And so when I would meet all these guys, I'm like, man, these are the kind of men that I want to become. And so it made it a, a pretty easy, pretty clear decision that I <laughs> wanted to go after this thing. And so it's, um, it's a long, very competitive process, but uh, if, if you're willing to put the time in, it you know it's doable. And so I'm about uh, a little over three years in and uh, just trying to get better every day. Hmm. Chick-fil-A, it's, it's sweep the nation by storm. I feel like living here in Minnesota, I feel like it was a little bit slower to, to get planted here, seeing that I know it's originated out of Atlanta and really yeah. big across the South, but it's right. starting to, starting to grow. And I've enjoyed so many, um, I've held Bible studies there, men's meetings, just time there and, and been able to enjoy not only breakfast, lunch, and dinner, still leverage them. <laughs> So I'm excited for what's ahead for you. So yeah. talk to us a little bit about, you said you you made a comment of your time at University of Northwestern. You really mm -hmm. found a group of guys to run with. Um, give me just a little bit of background on your spiritual walk. Yeah. So I grew up in an awesome Christian family, you know, went to church, um, 
started FCA um, at our high school when I was in high school and, you know, did the, did the camps and stuff growing up. But honestly, John, when I got to college, I realized like, I don't even know what it means to like be a Christian. <laughs> like I thought I loved Jesus, but really I'm, you know, I would meet my, um, my hallmates and my RA and like these guys, like it means everything to them. Like they are, living entirely for the Lord. It's not just like a part of who they are, but it is, you know, entirely who they are and everything else kind of comes from it. Um, and so my freshman year, I just had my eyes blown open um, as far as like what this relationship with Jesus actually gets to look like um, and just grew a ton from <laughs> like our, just being around that kind of community. Like I didn't have a choice um, but to grow spiritually just because of the community that I was in. And I'm so grateful um, just for guys that would drag me to Bible study and, you know, ask me, um, ask me real questions. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was awesome. What were some of the differences that you noticed in your life changing from, you know, relationship with the Lord, with following Jesus being a component of your life to becoming the central hub of your life? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think just decision making, um, how you spend your time, um, just like what, what I was motivated by. I think I was, you know, used to just want to make a lot of money and for people to really like me, <laughs> honestly, John, I like realize like what, what is satisfying about these things? Like, you can have it all and I was still going to be empty. And it took a while for that light bulb to come on. But now that I have, yeah, by the grace of God, just kind of realized that, no, like I could pursue all these things till, you know, till the end of the day. And I'm, I'm still not going to feel quite right. Like I'm, cause God created me for more. He created me for relationship with him and, knowing him and getting to be a part of making him known to others and just wanted to experience that fulfillment. Um, and so that, that's like the difference and just like what I was going to for my purpose and my fulfillment each day. So powerful, Jake. Mm -hmm. So imagine you have one meal at Chick-fil-A left forever. <laughs> forever never gonna have it again oh, no. ever and you're standing there in front of the counter and they're saying how may i help you and they're <laughs> gonna end with my pleasure you know they will Absolutely. what is what is the order i'll give you twenty dollars twenty dollars what's the order okay well yeah i'm hungry so you're you're gonna you're not gonna hold back i appreciate the generous budget but i would say you gotta have an original chicken sandwich, you know, that's just a given. Um, I like my fries well done. So large fry, well done. Um, <laughs> honestly, I um, I probably would get a, a grilled club as well. <laughs> You're getting close, man. You got like, that's, we're at like $14, $15. Yeah, yeah, I think I could sneak in a small cookies and cream shake as well. There you go. Bang. So there it is. Round up, round There's up. the final order. I love it. Um, I think the neat thing about is I've gotten to know a few owner operators around the country with, with Chick-fil-A is just the impact that you have on so many people in the community 
as well as so many people inside an individual restaurant. So I was blown away to know that one Chick-fil-A has about 110 employees. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a lot of influence. And so as you're maybe stepping into this journey of becoming an owner operator, being in charge of 110 people, however many the average is, yeah. like, how are you, how are you stepping into that? And what are you doing to prepare yourself to be in that type of a leadership role from a growth and development standpoint? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think, the more mentors I can surround myself with, the better. Um, different operators and you know business and spiritual leaders outside of that. Uh, there's a guy named Jim Carr who's like a, a coach for me. Just walking through my uh, either like this 70 page report self assessment. I know you've worked with him as well, and just the value in him like breaking down the inner parts of me, even the parts that I you know. not proud of he was able to expose um like a huge growth area for me and i don't know you know i would have been running after the wrong thing right now if it wasn't for that clarity that i got from this coach giving me greater depth and assessment into what i really need to grow in and that's just like i'll be yeah transparent like it's just like caring for people and understanding people and and how i'm uh how I'm coming across to people um, was like this big revelation from our time yesterday. And had it not been for his influence and in speaking into my growth, I wouldn't, I'd be completely, yeah, just unaware of, mm-hmm. of that about me. Um, and so I think that's the biggest thing. You touched on a couple of really key points there. And as <laughs> some of the listeners of this show are in positions of influence and wanting to grow and develop into, into really step into all that God has created them to be. I think one huge component of that is self-awareness mm-hmm. and getting an understanding of our strengths, our challenges, how we come across the areas we need to improve, but then really leveraging someone who can be an expert in that and helping mm-hmm. us unpack those and then make a strategic plan around how we're going to improve in those areas. Exactly. And that's just encouraging to hear. So how about on the, on the book side of things, uh, are you a reader? If so, what types of books are you reading in your life right now? Yeah. Yeah. My, my wife would give me a hard time. Cause I, uh, I read too many books at once. <laughs> I'm giving you a nux there, man. Me too. I, I think I'm reading seven right now. Yes. But I, so I try and keep it to three as best I can. Um, <laughs> with a little bit of a variety. So everybody always Bob Goff, um, mm. the of God by A.W. Tozer. Mm. And then a book called Traction uh, by Dino Wickman um, is more of a, what we're doing at the store with working with some entrepreneurial operating system, trying to figure out how to execute well. So I like to have a little bit of variety depending on what mood I'm in, you know, like it just depends, depends on the day. Mm, yeah, that's exactly right. Some really powerful books there. You're checking off a lot of different boxes. You have some, some spiritual side of things. You have some business side of things. And then definitely with traction, the entrepreneurial operating system, that's powerful. Mm. So Jake, when you think about, I, I'm just curious on the spiritual side of things. Um, I had a guy tell me once there's this process called the four D's. Right. And the first mm-hmm. is you have a desire. So we have a desire to to be more in relationship with the Lord. Well, we'll when you have that desire, you have to make a decision. You have to make a, de- a big decision. There's there's a really big decision there to get closer to the Lord. But once you make mm-hmm. that decision, 
you have to implement disciplines in your life, but those are what lead to the delight of the Lord. Hmm. And so inside that discipline category, if I were to follow my feelings and my emotions, I most likely would not get the things done that bring me closer to the Lord. So what disciplines in your life are really important to you on a consistent basis? Yeah. Um, I mean, of course, Bible reading, prayer time, community. What does Bible reading look like for you? Yeah. Um, I, I try and get up early. Just the day gets going pretty quick and it's hard to find time if I'm not doing it kind of first thing. So I like to start and end with that. Um, I have a nice like 15 minute commute from work. So that's a good a good way to squeeze in a little extra too. Just mm. yeah, during that time, are you are you reading your phone and scrolling and, and <laughs> forgetting that you're driving or is it audio? <laughs> no, thankfully I got the, the Bluetooth going, but yeah, I um, you know, I definitely have a a lot of room to grow. I'd like to read more. Um, but I at the very least, the proverb that aligns with the day of the month is a really simple way for me to like know that I'm at least feeding myself as something every day. Mm-hmm. So I'll take that one step further. I had a guy challenge me one time. He said, not only read the proverb of the day that aligns with the month. Well, there's 31 proverbs, mm-hmm. but there's a, 150 Psalms. So you can actually read five Psalms in a proverb. So today, Psalm 29, and you add 30 until you run out of Proverbs. So today would have been Psalm 29, Psalm 59, Psalm 89, Psalm 119, which mm-hmm. happens to be the longest Psalm, and then Psalm 149. <laughs> And so if you're looking out there and looking for a consistent Bible reading plan, that's a great way to do it. Five Psalms and a proverb. Um, So Jake here at the, at the young Christian business guy, we believe in the power of discipleship in the power Mm -hmm. of peer groups. And I'd love for you to talk a little bit about your experience with those and the impact that they have had in your spiritual life, personal life, professional life, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. And I would maybe start by saying I'd be remiss to not mention that like my wife is probably the best discipler I have. You know, she knows me way better than any older man ever will. And she um, she loves me enough to hold me to a higher standard better than they ever can. Um, And just such a good reflection of who I want to become just as she pursues God. And so her her inspiration and her model is like easily the most influential like discipleship in a way really um in my life but apart from that um yeah i try and have uh, a mentor for spiritual life for business life and and marriage um and so I've been thankful to John, actually. He's been really helping connect me to a lot of guys through the CBMC community. Um, And then as far as, man, I'm discipling, man, there's nothing more rewarding than getting to to see guys grow. Uh, There's a time when I was living in the cross and was able to spend just multiple times a week um, with these two guys that were just hungry and they just wanted somebody to pour into them. And I like to this day, you know, when talking to them and just the the impact uh, that God was able to make in their life, like they just that's what it's all about. And so just so much fun and and so much of who I am, 90 percent of who I am is from the people in my life who've loved me enough not only to spend time with me, but to tell me the things I need to hear 
there's a guy named Joel who first time we met, I swear, not even 20 minutes into the conversation, he goes, uh, you think you're, you're pretty great, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> so like knocked me right off my high horse and like to this day, just like thankful for, for him saying that because boy, did I need to hear it. Mm. That's a good point. You know, sometimes the most valuable relationships in our lives have three A's to them. You get affirmation, mm -hmm. uh, you get appreciation, but then the third A is you get accountability. And yeah. those, those oftentimes can provide some of the most foundationally effective relationships. So, yeah, Jake, how old are you this year? I just turned 27. Twenty-seven. Congratulations! It's a good mm -hmm. age. Thank you. So I want you to think back to three, four years ago. Okay. Grass is green, sky is blue, and you're sitting across the table from your younger self. What uh, mm. What would you say to your younger self? It's <laughs> a good question. I think the older I get, the more I realize I don't know, and so I would, yeah, maybe hit on something that like you don't know anywhere near what you think you know you have so much more learning and so much more growing uh ahead of you um and yeah i mean i think really just like the importance of prayer um like i think i would be hard on myself because i wouldn't spend 20 minutes praying um but then i had somebody tell me you know i i don't always pray for 20 minutes but i never go 20 minutes without praying. And if there's like one thing you can get right, it's like a prayer life that's just like this abiding with Christ and just like checking in, learning how to like, you know, a minute here, a minute there of just like engaging with God um, throughout your day, just learning how to do that. Mm. Um, again, still, so still trying powerful. to figure it out, but I would love, I'd love to have heard that, you know, a lot longer ago. Mm. You said you don't always pray for 20 minutes, but you don't go 20 minutes without praying. So it's actually 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18, where it says, Rejoice always, pray mm -hmm. continuously, or pray without ceasing, depending on the translation. Pray continuously and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Right. So being in that constant mm -hmm. uh, uh, prayer heart posture, and then the power of you don't know a lot. I had a guy, I had a guy one time, he drew on the board for me. So imagine this, he drew a big, you know, circle. And then if you're going to draw like a pie chart, he drew probably like one one hundredth of that pie chart. And he put a little arrow and he said, John, this is uh, what you know. And then he drew about five out of the one hundredth, you know, so smaller, a pretty small chunk. He said, and this is what you know that you don't know. So this is what you know, and this is what you know that you don't know. And then the rest of this whole area is what you don't know that you don't know. <laughs> so basically, you have a whole heck of a lot of stuff to learn. So that's so good. So Jake, uh, when we close with the verse of the day right now, Philippians 2, 3, uh, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but rather in humility, value others above yourselves. So Philippians 2, 3, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, value others above yourself. So what does this verse mean to you? Yeah, I think I've just been reflecting on that verse this week and it, it formulates itself differently for different people. Some of us, I think, think too highly of ourselves. 
some of us maybe think too low of ourselves, but either way, we're thinking that we're focused on ourselves. <laughs> and so just wanting to be somebody like you look at Jesus, he was never thinking about himself at all. And I feel like, you know, there's just so much, so much freedom um, in the life where you're just forgetting about yourself and just focused on others and just such a, a cool world that I could be a part of, um, mm. of people really not thinking about, you know, what's best for them, but truly looking to the interests of others and, and what they, what they need. And so that, uh, yeah, that verse <laughs> easier said than done, but I'm sure we've all heard the definition of humility before where it says humility is not thinking less of yourself, just thinking of yourself less. Exactly. And like you said, even if you're thinking too high of yourself or too low of yourself, you're still th stink thinking about yourself. So Jake, it's, it's been an awesome time having you on. I appreciate you sharing your heart. I'm so encouraged for you and Jenna and what God has in store for you. Uh, from just a personal standpoint, a spiritual standpoint, and professionally there as you continue your career with Chick-fil-A, which in their mission statement is to glorify God. And it's been amazing to see their rise to being the number one fast food restaurant in, in customer satisfaction because of the authenticity that mm -hmm. starts at the top and trickles its way down uh, through owner operators, through all of their employees. So just so excited for you to be uh, running one of those stores in the future and grateful for you and all that you're doing in our local community. So have a great weekend and I appreciate you, man. Yeah. Love you, John. Thanks a lot. All right, buddy. Oh, man. Hopefully this episode will earn me free Chick-fil-A. So keep your fingers crossed. Um, what a great time with Jake. Uh, as we reflect on um, some of his thoughts, I just I was I was really taken back by the fact that um, how, he, it's so simple, right? This concept of mentorship, this concept of people who have gone before us and done what we wanted to do, or been what we wanted to be, or built what we want to build, or uh, um, or conquered the problem that we want to conquer and how, how quick are we to just dismiss wanting to learn from somebody else? And I just, that throughout Jake's message this morning, it was so powerful to me that he just constantly is leaning on other people who have done what he wants to do or been where he wants to be. Um, and then I just loved him talking about um, this idea of investing in your people. I heard a message the other day and it says, before you can build the church, you have to build the people. Before you can build an organization, you have to build the people. And so what does that really look like? And I think Jake was vulnerable and transparent in the, the, the fact that he said, hey, I'm, I'm trying to learn more about myself. And one weakness I saw in myself is the fact that I really just want to care for people, care for people better. And who in our lives are we really being effective at truly caring for people? I caught myself the other day. Uh, listening to respond. And that in itself is not caring for people. When I'm just listening to respond, I'm not really thoughtfully, authentically locked into what that person has to say and carry for them. Uh, Jake talked about his time in Thailand and really this idea of business as mission, um, an amazing organization that's doing such impactful things around the world, uh, really marketplace ministry in, in different areas of the world where ministries are not welcome, but really sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ through the platform of business. Um, one final thing that that jumped out to me was Jake was willing to admit that 
in his life, he was maybe checking all of the boxes of the Christian life. He was checking the boxes, but moralism is not Christianity. And when Jake found out what a real relationship with Christ looked like and that it was no longer a component of his life, it was no longer one of the slices of pie of his life. It became the hub and everything else was a spoke and his life shifted. Such a powerful message that he had there. And then we talked about the power of discipleship in his life, always being discipled, always discipling somebody else, the biblical model of multiplication from a spiritual perspective. And then we closed with Philippians 2-3, which the message is, think less of yourself. Nope, not about you. It's not about you. It's always about valuing others and serving others. So, so powerful. I've had the opportunity to be in some different group meetings with Jake. And I think the value is if you are looking for a discipleship relationship like Jake talked about or a peer group of people to surround yourself with, then visit ycbguy.com. Y is in young, C is in Christian, B is in business guy, G-U-Y.com. And we will get you connected. We have a presence in over 340 cities. We are launching more virtual meetings every week. But there is power in being connected to a one-on-one and a small group relationship. And we exist to try to get you connected to those types of environments. So visit ycbguy.com, fill out your information. We will get you connected. So today is October 29th, 2020. I am John Harrison, your host. Thanks for tuning in to the Young Christian Business Guy video podcast powered by CBMC. Remember, stay on purpose and we'll see you next time. Take care. I'm not going to